0: You can join our live chat during the show at racersreunion.com, and we are also live broadcasting on the Facebook DragList.com page, so check us out there. Without further ado, Megan Meyer, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. It's great to be back.
0: It's Yeah, it was just, John and I were just talking, we had you on very recently, and we had a great time, and, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know if we said at the time, go win that championship and come back and visit us, but I'm... (laughs) Glad you won the championship and congratulations on that! What a—that's a tough, tough, tough region to win in top alcohol dragster. Of course, your family's been doing that for quite some time. Uh, tell us about that year.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, well, a lot of people know if they follow me on social media or if they've seen the car at the track. I have the hashtag, which is called the Championship Awaits, and that yeah. got started when I was in college and I actually had it printed onto my graduation cap it said the championship awaits and so that's kind of where all that started from but this is our uh, 10th championship for the entire Randy my racing team and that includes uh, my championship for this year the ones that my dad has and a few that we have from other drivers over the years and so, so it's always a goal of mine to get this championship whether it be the regional or the national series um, and obviously it would be a dream come true if I could get both in the same year so that's kind of our goal going into next year is try to do a little bit better than we did this year. But mm-hmm. for the regional side we did amazing. I only went to five regional races and we usually do seven but I skipped uh, two of them because I already had the championship wrapped up so it kind of uh, it wouldn't help me anymore if I went to those last two so it was Okay, for me to skip them, and that also allowed uh, for Julie to hop on board and uh, get some practice in at regional races. And so awesome. I won four out of the five and run it up at the fifth one. So it was almost perfect season for us.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! So, uh, so Julie's ready to like put a little seat time in herself, huh?
1: Yes, and Julie is a terrific driver. Even though she only did about four races with us this year at the end of the year, but she grew up racing in Europe. With a junior dragster, and then she did super comp and top dragster over there, as well as her dad raced top fuel. So she grew up mm-hmm. in the racing world exactly like how my sister and I did. So she fits in perfectly with us.
0: Well, that's super cool. Yeah, we we track all the racers across the world. So of course, followed her dad for many many decades in the top fuel dragsters, and uh, and uh, man, it's great. You're just you got the international team going. It's it's really fabulous. Well. tell us about, Um, uh, oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, sorry. I just wanted to kind of uh, touch on that, that um, being international is kind of a goal that my dad has always had. So this is a great introduction for us. And so um, kind of a goal he has is one day to be able to have him or me or my sister be able to race overseas. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be cool? Going to old Santa Pod? They just laid down some new asphalt at the venerable old racetrack over there. So uh, they they do great for you know I I tell you folks if you if you don't look around you know Australia and uh, UK in, in particular but all over the all over the world they they have some amazing drag racing and uh, they're not messing around over there. They're they're pretty they're pretty right on the ETs and speeds. Not now maybe a tenth off, maybe a tenth and a half. But, uh, you know, they're doing a good job.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my dad actually had the chance to go over to uh, New Zealand and Sweden this summer and help tune some other top alcohol cars. So um, he's just kind of trying to get in as much experience over there as he can and get to know the field and get to know the competition before we bring over our stuff. But he's also just getting to know everybody, build some relationships, and just help them out.
0: Oh, that's really exciting. but. I tell you uh, back to the championship from all we you know usually ask you kind of as the year went on when did you think that p- moment in time was when you looked like you may have had this thing under control but with four out of five events you know under under your belt it looks like you pretty much had it from the outset tell us, tell us uh, how each event went as you went through did did you I guess you always expect that much success or you wouldn't go out there but you know tell us uh, how, what, what that was kind of like as you went out there and won after, round after round and race after race.
1: Yeah, so my first regional race for this year was in Gainesville, which was the weekend before the national event. So we were there for two weeks, and it was my first time competing in the regional race. And um, so it, since it was my first race of the year, we um, you know, you obviously try and win and do the best you can, but I was just getting back into the groove but um, we had really great luck for the whole race. Um, It ended really late at night which helps us because we can run in the cooler weather and I ended up running Richard Bork in the final round and we didn't run uh, really great but we just ran better than him and enough to get the win. So that Mm -hmm. was um, an amazing start to the year and then uh, my second race was in rose Louisiana, and it was the first race for my region. And um, I runnered up at that race last year, and it was the first time that uh, me or my dad has ever been to No Problem Raceway. And we mm-hmm. had an absolute blast last year. We loved the fans and loved just the environment there. And so, um, so I was really happy to be able to get the win. We had everybody there was cheering us on. We got tons of winter circle pictures with all the kids there and um, all the family. So it was just a really fun event. So those two were both in the spring and that had us at a really great advantage because a lot of people that were in our region hadn't done a regional race yet. And so we um, we got ahead of the competition early on. And then to uh, go on from there, the next regional race was in Topeka. And at the end of July, so it was really hot, but um, it was actually the first time that I've ever won at Heartland Park, which is my home track, mm, and I've right. raced there since 2004 with the junior dragster, and I've never won a race. I think the farthest I ever made it was to the semis, so huh. it was just um, an amazing weekend. We had a lot of our customers and family and friends come out to cheer us on, and again, it was really late at night. I don't think... Uh, We got to take our winner's circle pictures until midnight or after. And so um, it was just a really fun time. And we had a really big celebration, especially since we ended on Saturday. So we had Mm -hmm. all of Sunday to recoup and tear down and get ready for the next one. So that was um, really exciting. And my sister also competed in that race. And it was set up to where we could race in the final round against each other. If we made it, but, um, she didn't make it that far. So it was kind of a bummer, but still really good weekend for the whole team. And so by then I pretty much knew that we had it wrapped up and, uh, the race that I got a runner up at was at Tulsa, which was in the end of June. Mm -hmm. And so by then I had three wins and one runner up. And so everything was just going perfect for us. And, um, so then my last regional that i did was in earlville iowa which is the place that my dad got his very first NHRA win at so oh, cool. it was uh yeah it was very special for me to get um my final win there and to also wrap up the championship and i remember it like it was yesterday because we showed up late to the race we didn't get there till friday night so we missed the first qualifying so we only got two more chances and um so Saturday morning, when we did our first qualifying run, obviously I was the first one down the track since I hadn't ran yet. And um I don't remember the exact number we ran. I think it was a 23, but we mm. set the track record. And everybody else was struggling. They were telling us how bad the track was, and my dad just kind of ignored him and did his own thing and <laughs> tuned it right. And uh first run down, ran track record. But then we had some... Issues because then I didn't pass field check, which was oh. my fault because I had it a little too high, and um, I think because we were just rushing trying to get ready for our first run, I didn't check it enough as I should have, and so um, so the run was disqualified. So we lost the track record and we lost the number one qualifying spot, and so we went into the third qualifying round as not being qualified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wow, um, we backed it down a little bit just to be able to make it down the track and not smoke the tires or anything like that. So uh, we ended up running, I think, a high 30 uh, just to get into the show. And so then going into Sunday of eliminations, we did uh, pretty good in all three rounds, or all two rounds, sorry, but um, going into the final round, we had Mike Edstrom, who was new to the class this year, but he has Mm -hmm. Tom Conway tuning his car which wow. a lot of people know he's one of the biggest names in fuel. so they were doing yeah. really good. They were actually running faster than us for the whole weekend and uh, what's funny is we were loaning them some parts and tires and wheels and all that, helping <laughs> them out but they were still running faster than us and for some reason we just couldn't get it um, right where we needed to be and so I knew that I had to step it up on the tree to be able to uh, get off the starting line first and try and get him on a whole shot which is exactly what we did um, I was going for it and maybe a little bit too much because I had a 003 light so <laughs> it was almost red light um, <laughs> but I got a huge advantage off of him I think he had like a 120 light or 130 mm-hmm. and so um, so I made up a lot of ET we still struggled on that run um, if I would have had a slower light he might have been able to Go around me, but mm-hmm. I got the whole shot and we got the win and we got the championship and it was just a really great night.
0: Okay. I'm just dropping the mic because I don't even need to be on this show. You're doing great. What a great recap.
1: <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> no, I mean, you're
0: beautiful. You're you're able to just like tell the whole story, and it's really, really great and v- very exciting. So, congrats on that driving clinic. We know Mike. He's a big guy, and of course, his dad, you know, driving the Blind Faith Fuel Funny Cars mm-hmm. for years. It's really good to see him get back out or get to get out there as a the driver himself, but really, really great. Congratulations, and uh, you talk about a twenty twenty three at Earlville. You might as well. That's like going a four ninety nine at you know at, <laughs> at, at Ennis or something. I mean, it's ridiculously fast. And you did run some of the best ETs and speeds. You know, the folks have seen in quite some time with that car this year. What uh, again? I'm not going to ask you to give away any speed secrets, but just tell us about uh, what folks were thinking when you laid down those huge numbers all year long.
1: Yeah, we've had um, two of the fastest cars all year. Uh, we ran a 5.14 and 5.15 in Gainesville. I also ran 283 miles per hour, which is the uh, fastest for a female and fastest for the whole year, I believe. The Mm -hmm. record for our class is 285. And um, I did have the record for quickest female with my 5.15, but then Julie took that away from me when she ran the 5.11 at Pomona, right. <laughs> which was really unexpected for us. So I'm putting a lot of pressure on my dad to kind of let me get that title back next year. But I also don't want to push it and have NHRA uh, change the rules for us right. next year. Right. So um so I'll stick with having the mile per hour. <laughs>
0: there you go. You but know that it's funny how those numbers work. Cause at 11 was you know everybody was shocked by that. But I'll bet you in 09 we'll, we'll make them pull out the slide rules. You know that's something yeah. we've never had as a 50 top alcohol or a fueled race to run. And uh, you know it's coming, right? It's it's just a good night air and uh, the right combination. That's that's going to happen. Maybe this next year.
1: Yes, exactly, and um, and like I said, it was really unexpected at Pomona. Um, It's kind of we haven't ran the winter Pomona in a long time, Um, so that it was just we just don't have a lot of data for that track. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. I said, Julie does a great job at driving, and she's really good uh, with not getting the clutch too hot and um, and stuff like that. So. Everything, just her driving, the tune-up, the weather, the track, everything was perfect, and it just all clicked to run a 5.11.
0: Beautiful. The World Finals, and especially for A-Fuel dragsters and, and alcohol, top alcohol cars, there's always a surprise at the World Finals. I don't know what it is. It goes all the way back to when the guy went 2.53, you know, when everybody was running 2.25 at the time. It's
1: mm-hmm. always like
0: Ed Vicroy driving the Odell and Enriquez car. Pretty amazing stuff. Well hey, you know what? We saw you uh saw you up on Twitter doing a little bit of hunting or something out in the woods. Tell us about that week. <laughs> that yeah, was just what the other day.
1: Something. Uh not a whole lot of hunting, but uh I go with my boyfriend and he's very into hunting and I'm still just beginner at it. Um, but we have uh we bow hunt and I've been practicing um archery for years now and i just absolutely love it it's very um mental and physical and a lot of it can relate to racing so it's just the perfect way to kind of stay um in touch with everything that you need for racing side while it's the mm-hmm. off season and so in kansas archery season starts in the middle of september and ends on december 31st so we have a really long time that we can be hunting and um It's just, it's really great bonding time. I mean, you just can be out in the nature and get fresh air and just watch everything wake up. We like to go out early in the morning, about six o'clock, and watch Mm -hmm. the sunrise and just get to listen to all the birds and everything moving around. And I just absolutely love it. Um, I haven't shot anything yet this year, and it's uh, kind of been frustrating because we haven't seen a whole lot of deer this year and um my boyfriend did get one earlier this year and it's funny because it was the only time he went hunting and I wasn't there. But so mm-hmm. of course he got this big old buck. But so now it's my turn and uh we went this weekend. We go down to a place that's about two hours south of us and it's right by the Oklahoma border. And uh-huh. uh we actually saw a big group of does. It's about seven does that went across the field and I uh, went to the opposite corner, and they kind of turned around and seemed like they were going to come right to us. And I was ready for them, but uh, I don't know if they smelled us or saw us or something, made them turn around and go back and jump the fence. So didn't get a shot, but it's one of those where if you had a gun or a rifle, you'd easily be able to get one. But to me, that's not as much fun as though hunting... So um, I just absolutely love it. We're going to try again in a few weeks, and hopefully, I can get something.
0: Awesome! Well, very sporting. I I, I have an uncle who bow hunted, and I did a little bit myself, mostly but a little with a little bow, and, and mostly going for rabbits. But uh, um, really, really <laughs> but, cool. Yeah. That's 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 real hunting, and that's uh, you know, it's mental and it's cool, and um, best to walk with it, and I and really enjoy it with your boyfriend. Sounds great. You. You painted a beautiful picture for us there.
1: Thank you. <laughs> well, well,
0: give us, uh, like, give us, uh, it's it's the end of the year, you won the big championship, you got some shout-outs you want to offer for the folks listening and uh, the folks that helped you kind of get where you got?
1: Yes, um, our big shout-out goes out to NGK Sparkplex, who has hopped on board to be my title sponsor for the next two years. We announced it at the PRI show, which was absolutely perfect, and um, we're so happy to be with them. We've been partnered with NGK for a long time as a product sponsor and just been able to build a relationship with more and more people there over the years. Um, they sponsor to the, both of the races at Charlotte, so been able to meet their customers and their employees at Charlotte, and it's just been really great relationship that we've built over the years. And so they didn't hesitate at all to say yes they want to be on board with us for the next two years and so it's just amazing we're really excited for that doing a new wrap uh, doing a new awning on our trailer new parachutes new fire suit helmet all kinds of stuff so i'm really excited for that and um that's just what i love to do because i went to school for graphic design so mm-hmm. i'm just loving oh, cool. to be able to kind of get as creative as i can with this Uh, also shout out to lucas oil which has been sponsored with us for 10 years now and they have also um stepped up their program with our team since we run two cars uh very heavy going into 2018 so we'll need all the oil and spark plugs we can get um (laughs) and then also a shout out to gunk cleaners which has been with my dad for a long time again i remember um with them since we ran Junior Dragsters and they're just amazing wow. people. It's an amazing company. Uh, they are a brake cleaner supplier. Um, any chemicals that we need, uh, lubricant, penetrating oil, uh, stuff like that, they supply all of that to us. And um, and then also to Cleavite, which we use the uh, Molly Cleavite bearings and rings and they have been um, outstanding for us. We've been trying a little bit different combinations um, all during the year. And we've just been able to really find the sweet spot with those parts. And then, um, last but not least would be technician Academy, which is a new company that has partnered with us, uh, for this year is their first year. And, uh, it's a really great company. It's, uh, still kind of new, but they are going like crazy. And it's, uh, Training for technicians post college, and so they do in the bay. Training online training, and or they can even go to schools and do some training there for their manufacturers. But um, I'm very involved in the education, and so it was just the perfect fit for us.
0: I'll tell you what, that's so so amazing, and thanks to all those folks for uh, for looking at for you, so you can thrill us out there on the strip. Let's turn you over to John for a couple minutes and talk about some music. Uh, John,
2: take it away. Well, thanks, BP. Megan, during your championship season, did you have a a theme song that y'all listened to, or was there a a particular piece of music that that uh, recurred uh, during your uh, victories or anything?
1: Um, you know what? To be honest, um there's not and I'm probably the only racer out there that would say this but I don't listen to music a whole lot which might be strange because I know a lot of people uh listen to music for hours and it pumps them up and all this but for me Uh um it's more mental and so it's just pumping myself up and having the crew guys there to um kind of and sometimes i get in my own head so a lot of the times my crew guys are there to kind of talk me down <laughs> and so oh, okay. um i don't my dad's never been a music person i never really got into it and it's just one of those where honestly i think it would distract me but um i do love listening to music when i'm working out or we're on a road trip stuff like that so i love uh country music the uh-huh. red dirt kind texas country and um, I don't really listen to what they play on the radio because I just uh-huh. I'm not a huge fan of <laughs> that kind of country. Uh-huh. But um, and then it's funny because when I'm working out, I listen to hardcore rap, hip hop. So I kind of <laughs> uh, two complete opposite worlds eraser of music. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know what you mean. You know, I don't really listen to a lot of music. A lot of people send me links uh, on Facebook, you know, and say, hey, check this out, check that out. Mm -hmm. Half the time I don't follow the links because I prefer peace and quiet, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I I play in a band and I hear enough of it, you know, every weekend, so when Uh I'm not doing that, I I just, I don't pay much attention to it actually, but uh, uh, most people, most of our guests are into the hard rock and uh, or country. Now, you know, Mike Smith was into jazz and I thought that was (laughs) fascinating, you know, but now that it's the off season, do you and your boyfriend go to any concerts or uh, any particular style of uh, club that, that you might want to go to that features a certain kind of music?
1: Yes, um, we do go to quite a bit of country concerts, and when uh-huh. we get the chance to, we we went to a lot this year. We saw Randy Rogers Band, uh, Aaron Watson, and uh, those are two of my favorites that I love. We also got to see Chris Stapleton, which was amazing. And um, so, yeah, so we love going to concerts, um, and I like the ones that is in a bar and you can be up and close and you have room to dance um, instead of going to a giant stadium and you have to sit in a seat that's 10 miles away and you just have to watch them off of a TV screen. So I like the more up-close-and-personal style of concerts. Uh, we also go to a lot of comedy shows, which mm-hmm. is something that um, I never really got into until I started dating Adam, and so we listen to a lot of comedy podcasts all the uh-huh. time, and so I probably listen to more podcasts than I do to music, and um, mm. that's something that he's really opened my eyes to, and so I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, health shows, and of course, mm. all of the racing ones. All right. Beautiful. yeah.
0: Uh, Well rounded and beautiful and 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 super super fast, ladies and gentlemen, Megan (laughs) Meyer, your twenty seventeen Central Division Top Alcohol Dragster winner. Congratulations, Megan, and have a great off season. We'll talk to you uh, sometime next year. I hope.
1: Yes, thank you very much, guys. Glad to be on.
0: Awesome, so great, folks. Let's turn it over to JB for this week's JB's take and Racer of the Week.
2: Thank you, BP. Closing out 2017 with tonight's pick for Racer of the Week, I've selected junior dragster racer Brianne Covell from Dixon, Illinois. Brianne's dad, Bill Covell, is the owner, crew chief, and mentor for Covell Racing, which includes Brianne and her sister, Brindy. Now, thanks for getting in touch, Bill. Brianne is a most deserving Racer of the Week. 2017 was a great year for Breanne. She won a bogey race, the Illinois State Championship, and a Wally plaque recently. She also won the Ironman, her age group championship, and king, and of course in parentheses, queen of the track, all in a seven-day stretch. Bill is extremely proud of his daughter's efforts. Covell Racing started a long time ago. Bill started off doing demo derbies and eventually he got into mud racing with his wife Kim. In 2014, the Covells decided that it was time to leave mud racing and to race full time with the girls. Brienne raced 2014 and 2015 by herself and Brindy started racing in 2016. Well, Brindy had issues on her first pass and she ended up crashing. So in 2016, she spent the year building up her confidence again. In 2017, Brindy received both her NHRA and IHRA licenses and raced against competition for the first time. The Covell's home track this year was Byron, Illinois. Next year, both girls will be running full time in the Midwest Junior Super Series, which races all over the Midwest region. They both will also be running the point series at Byron. Bill said he hopes is to hit as many tracks as possible. One goal is to race the Eastern Conference Finals in Bristol, and I'm sure they'll be there. There's a lot more that goes into these things than people might think. Building, maintaining, and racing a junior dragster requires a major commitment from all parties involved. And besides that, the expense is more than what one would expect. And Bill, Kim, Brianne, and Brindy are running two of them. But like Bill told me, it's a true family sport, and everyone pitches in. I look up to the Covells. They have a whole family involved in it. And Brianne's success with Brindy's future success has been a great reward for their hard work with this family project. I can't think of a better way to enjoy life together. To Brianne, Brindy, Bill, and Kim Covell, we wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and good luck, safe racing, and the best of times in the future. Back to you, BP.
0: Thank you, JB. Uh, JB's take and the Race of the Week, always fantastic. A wonderful addition to this show, and uh, looking forward to doing more next year. Thank Folks, you, let's talk about two lost friends. Uh, 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 one gentleman you may know, one gentleman you definitely know. On the 10th, uh, William Hatzel, who was a crewman on Chuck Etchell's Future Force Funny Car. William passed away. A lot of friends on the East Coast here and wherever Chuck raced. And then just on the 17th, folks, just yesterday, uh, the greatest uh, or one of the greatest drag racers of all time, Bob Glidden, many, many time pro stock national champion, perhaps the best pro stock racer in the history of the sport, and uh, in many folks' opinion, the best racer in the history of the sport. Uh, passing away, an all-around fantastic guy. Uh, we're very lucky to have met Bob uh, at the races uh, in his later years, um, and just a sweet, sweet, wonderful man who spent a ton of time with uh, all the Ford guys who were there and were signing uh, signing dashboards and spent some really good quality time with us uh, at uh, one of our local drag strips um, at the time. And, of course, we've had him on the show as well just a a couple years ago. So a wonderful, wonderful man, and uh, our deepest condolences to Etta and the boys and, and all the many, many fans and friends of Bob Glidden. Let's wrap it up, folks. For the year, we want to thank Megan Meyer, John Backelman, Danny White, Jeff and Dustin Gilder, Barb Santusi, and Bud, Mr. Drag, who's DeBoer. We're off next week for Christmas and the week after for New Year's. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, have a wonderful end of the year and a great early 2018. And we will see you then. Bye-bye, everyone. Down the ball, late one night
2: And I were in the white spotlight The border guards carried us away Under his breath I could hear him say He said, don't bring me, i go down on me